At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. Amen. But good tonight? God is good, right? So we might as well be good. <laughs> because anything that's not good with you, God will make it good because He's good. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Well, <clears throat> tonight I'm gonna <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna kind of start just a just a tad bit. I'm gonna start with my new series on relationships, and uh, tonight we're gonna talk about our relationship with the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about our relationship with the Holy Ghost. Amen? <clears throat> um, you know, you and I, we have inside of us, we have a judger. That's bad English, but you get what I'm saying. We, we have something in us that judges everything that happens, right? And yet God says, leave the judging to Him, right? But we're created in His image, and so when we know His Word and we see things that don't line up with His Word, we have this judgment that's out there. We, we judge things. He just doesn't want us to become the judge. We can judge, but we keep it to ourselves. Mm-hmm. But we live in a society where everybody's got it out there. Amen? It's like right here. I dare you. Yeah. Everybody's got their opinions and ideas and all that stuff, you know? And, uh, you know, when you're that way, um, you're mad. You know, you, you, have you ever had a really decent conversation with somebody about something that they really don't like, and they're just joyful, and they're like have this praise about them, and you know, I mean, no, 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 when you're talking about something you don't like, you're mad. And, um, and mad opens the door to the enemy. I don't want to be mad. I want to be glad. How about you? Mad opens the door to the enemy, right? You say, well, yeah, but you know, the Bible says you can be angry, but just don't sin, okay? Have you worked that out? <laughs> so you're telling me that you're being, when, 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 you, when, someone has, when someone throws that verse of Scripture at me, that's the first thing I think. So you've worked that out, so you're being angry and you're not sinning. Good, if you're not, right? But I find out in most cases, no, no. We, we've, we've got something in this earth, in God and the Holy Spirit and His Word, that His the most valuable commodity on the planet. It's God, His Word, and the Holy Spirit. 
Because His Word is His Son, Jesus, that we just sang about. Amen? There's nothing like that. And we have it. Everybody say, I got it. So, we don't have to be mad. So, in the next few weeks and maybe a couple of months, I don't know how long it's going to go, but we're going to talk about relationships on Sunday and Wednesday both, just for however long. I mean, you know, there may be a Wednesday, God tells me to teach something else or whatever, but right now, we're going to talk about relationships. So, before we get on this with the Holy Ghost, I want you to, I want you to think in your mind of all the different types of relationships that there are. <clears throat> there are, we'll start with parent-child relationships. But then there are child-parent relationships. Two totally different relationships. Parent-child, and that, that is usually when the parent is here and alive and uh, the child is a little tyke. Hmm? And, um, and then there's a child-parent relationship that has to do with you honoring your parents and a while back I made the point that that the Bible talks about money more than anything else. That's that's really not true. I've, I had to catch myself on that one. It talks more about relationships than it talks about anything else. You're going to see tonight, just in a few verses of Scripture, how much he talks about our relationship with the Holy Spirit. And what I've noticed is, and the reason I'm getting on this is because, so there's parent-child, child-parent. Um, there's husband and wife relationship. There's friends, all different types of friend relationships. There are co-worker relationships. There's employee-boss relationship, boss-employee relationship. You know, a lot of times when you think of certain relationships, like you just think of a parent-child, boss and employee, but then there's employee-boss. And, and the Bible is so clear about it. You know what the Bible says? Somebody that treats you bad, your responsibility is to treat them good. That's what the Bible says. No matter what they're doing. I mean... If they're doing something illegal and immoral, something that goes against the Word of God, and, and they're damaging you, get away from them. But if they're just ugly for the sake of being ugly, and they got issues in their life, and they treat you like no good, he said, you're to learn how to treat them good. So many different types of relationships. What I've, what I've noticed is, I, I have a judger out there, right? And so what I've noticed is, and I, I'm, 
I'm, I'm, I've had to, I've, I've been on this for a long time because I can't let my judgment affect the way I preach the Word. But I've let my judger realize, or it's made me realize, how people will develop good relationships with people that they want to develop good relationships with, but then they got a list of the bad ones, and they don't want to deal with them. And most of the time, it's because of how bad those people are. Yeah, but Pastor, you don't know how rude and ugly that they are. Talk to the Word. But what I'm believing is going to come out of this series on relationships is you realizing how vital that your connection to God is tied to right relationships in every other area of your life. So that means if you've got relationships that are not good, it's affecting your relationship with God. So, we just, time to clean them up. Amen? Get good relationships. Develop strong relationships and start working on the ones that are the worst. Well, I'll get to that one. I just got to tweak this one a little bit and that one a little bit, but that, that, that one will take forever. Well, work on that one first. And you know what happens? The, some of the relationships that are not good... You clean the worst ones up, and all the rest of them, they, they kind of take care of themselves. Because whatever is wrong in you in a relationship with somebody, I don't care, like I just mentioned a few of them, whatever's wrong with you, you clean that up, and it cleans the relationship up. I mean, God will move people out of your life if he has to. But what he wants is for you not to run from relationships because of how difficult they are. He wants you to allow the one we're going to talk about tonight to help you through them. What's his name? Holy Spirit, the helper. Come on. Amen? So, just be thinking, as I'm reading these verses of Scripture, be thinking about relationship. Okay? As we go through this. Um. In Jesus' relationship with the Holy Spirit, Jesus had a relationship with the Holy Spirit the way we have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, okay? Or he wasn't the perfect example. And the Holy Spirit is what made the difference in his life in the natural, going from natural to supernatural. Holy Spirit was the difference maker. Jesus made this statement. He said, the works I do, you'll do, and greater works will you do because I go to the Father. Now, he told them that before it actually happened because he had a relationship with the Father through the Holy Spirit. And so, when he told them that, I, I can just imagine they're looking at him like, okay, they're watching him 
things manifest through his ministry and life. And he's saying, I'm going to the Father because I only came here to do what Father wants, not what I want. So he had a relationship with Father through the Holy Spirit, and he told him what was going to happen, and that's exactly what happened. And that's what's still happening today. Can you say amen to that? Um, In uh, John 14, I'm going to read this. I'm going to read these three verses, uh, four verses. I'm going to read four verses here in three different translations. So follow with me. I'm going to start in the New King James. He said this, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. Spirit of truth, another name for him, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. In the literal Greek it says they don't see him because they don't know him. What does that mean? They don't see him and understand him because they have no relationship with him. That's what we're talking about tonight. But you know him. You know him. For he dwells with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. In Luke 9.1, I'm going to read the other two translations, but in Luke 9.1, it says this. Then he called his twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons. Where, what was the source of Jesus' power and authority in the earth? Holy Spirit. So he gave them like a little down payment. And right here in, back here in John 14, he says, he said, but you know him. Why? Because he gave them a portion of something. Wasn't the fullness of it, but he gave them a portion. So they were... They began to understand him, who he was. They began to understand things, and he said it in a really strong way. But you know him. They don't know him. The world doesn't know him, but you know him. For he dwells with you. He wasn't inside of them yet, but he was on them in a strong way because miracles happened through the disciples. We have record of it before Jesus went to the cross. Because of what he gave them. He just gave them a taste of what that relationship was going to be like. Everything about your and my connection to the Father through the Holy Spirit is about relationship. All of it. In the NIV, John 14, starting with verse 15, in the NIV. If you love me, keep my commands... I will ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate. He will give you another advocate. New King James, helper. He will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. Spirit of truth. Notice, He said, I will ask the Father. If I had never met Dale, 
I'd never known him before. And I saw him somewhere, and I said, Dale, uh, I need to borrow 10 bucks. He'd think, who's this nut? Right? But I know Dale, and if I need to borrow $10 and he's got it, I know Dale would lend it to me, and Dale knows I'd give it back to him. Why? We know each other. We have a relationship with each other. So Jesus had relationship with the Father through the person of the Holy Spirit, and he said, and I will ask the Father, why? Because he had relationship with him. His name is Spirit of Truth. He says, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. Remember I said in the literal Greek, is they don't see him because they don't know him. They don't know him because they don't have relationship with him. You can be born again and have no relationship with God through the Holy Spirit. You can be born again. Spirit of God living on the inside of you, but if you're doing nothing with it, you're not developing a relationship, it doesn't work. How many people do you know in the earth, in the natural, in the flesh, how many people do you know that you don't have real relationship with? Same thing. We've got to look at it like that. How many people do you know that you've met and now you're friends with them and over time you became good friends with them? Why? How did you become, what, what's the difference in being, becoming a good friend with somebody and just, being, just knowing someone as an acquaintance? It's the time you spend with them. I was sharing this with somebody yesterday. And I said, uh, I asked the person, I said, do you talk to God? Do you, do you just, just on your daily walk and doing things, do you talk to Him? Do you ask Him questions? Do you say anything to Him? I have to say that most people I've ever asked that, they say No. That they don't know how to talk to God. Because, it, because a lot of people, it appears that God is so big and massive that who am I that I could talk to God? But God wants you and I to talk to Him. I can't tell you, and this started with me a number of years ago, but one, one day I just, I was somewhere and I just said, Lord, I love you. And it was like he said the same thing to me. And ever since then, I don't know, 5, 10, 15 sometimes, maybe 20 times a day, I'll just tell him. Many times I'm places and people are all around and just under my breath. Lord, I love you. Man, I can hear him. Man, it helps me to deal with anything that I'm dealing with because... I know I have a relationship with him. There's many, many nights I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll just start praying in the Holy Ghost. And I can hear him. He'll speak to me with the word that's in me. And God, God, God through the Holy Spirit will speak to me and show me things that I need to know in that moment. 
You ever get bombarded in your mind with fears of different things? The Bible doesn't say fear doesn't come. The Bible says we've got the authority to resist it in His name as we sung about tonight. In the name of Jesus, all of the fear has no right to remain in my life. But you have to have an ongoing developing relationship with God through the Holy Spirit to know what that's like. You've got to be able to talk to Him. You've got to be able to ask Him questions. And I promise you, God is big enough to be able to get over to you what you're asking Him for. If you develop a supernatural relationship with Him that's not just based on the natural. If I base everything on how how things appear to be by sight, how things appear to be based on what I'm hearing, if I base everything on that, I'm missing the supernatural. Everything in the natural was a certain way in Jesus' life until he turned 30. He was baptized in the River Jordan, baptized in the Holy Ghost, and his earthly ministry began. And when that happened, his life went from the natural to the supernatural. I mean, it had already started along the way because of things that that happened and the way he was developing his relationship with God. But when God went internal inside of him and began to control his life, things began to change. That's what God has done with us. I'm looking at most people in here that are born again, so Holy Ghost is in you. But we need the Holy Spirit to be in charge of leading us. My conscience is the voice of my spirit. And if my conscience has become seared, it's dull, I'm not learning to listen to God through His Word, by the voice of the Spirit, which is not, you know, nine and a half times out of ten, it's not, or probably closer to ten out of ten, it's not going to be an audible voice. If God wants it to be audible, it will. But it's an internal voice. And it's a voice that speaks to you from the Word you have deposited inside of you. He wants to be the one that leads us, not us being led by what we see, what we hear, how we feel. And that's who He is. They don't know Him. I have to say, a lot of Christians don't know Him, right? But I'm telling you tonight, you know Him. Everybody say, I know Him. Amen. And we're just going to keep developing that and get stronger at believing that we know Him and we can get answers from Him because we know how to talk to Him. He speaks Texas. Y'all's in heaven. So glad that he does. He doesn't speak Elizabethan. Unless somebody needs Elizabethan, then he speaks that. He speaks whatever we need to speak, whatever dialect, right, whatever accent, however the words need to be put, but they'll back up what His Word already says. And when we allow that to be ruling inside of us, and we're confident of that, and we know that we know Him, then we can accomplish anything and everything in life that He created us to accomplish. 
I'm believing tonight on your and my behalf. He's not leaving us as mere humans. Right? He's creating in us, he's creating us to be superhuman. Every day of your life, you're, you're, you're developing into a superhuman being. The super is the supernatural. It's the Holy Ghost. Taking what we know in the natural, but making it supernatural. He's not, he's, he's not leaving us. He will not leave you just as a mere human. Well, you know, I couldn't help what I did. You know, I'm a human. You don't have to be. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. With a cape. Superhuman. That's you and I. That's his intent for you and I. Superhuman. In the Amplified in John 14. If you really love me, you will keep obey and obey my commands. And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another comforter. So we've seen helper in the first translation. We've seen advocate in the second. And now we see comforter. And then, you know, this is the amplified. This is, well, I won't say that. Anyway, this is the amplified version. And in parentheses, He gives all the different personalities and helps into our life by the Holy Spirit. Counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby. So what I saw when I was reading this was, what I saw is that He wants me to know Him as my helper. I've already told you greatest revelation I ever got is I need help. Every day of my life I need help. I need help from Him. Right? And He wants to be your and my comforter, so He wants you to have a relationship with Him as comforter. He's helper, but He's comforter. How many know there's days when you need help, but there's other days when you need comfort? And that's Him. He said he's a counselor. Man, I need help. I need comfort certain days, but I need some counsel about some stuff. Everybody say, that's him. That's him. That's him. He, he's that helper. He's, he's an intercessor. It's good to know that other people pray for you, but man, when you know he's praying for you, there's something about it. He wants you and I to know that he is that to us that intercessor, that advocate. We have an advocate with, as the righteous. We, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, who is the righteous one. He's the one that is here for us. He's, our, he's in our corner. <laughs> and, and there's days you need somebody in your corner, and it seems like you got nobody else, but you got him. But he wants you to have a relationship with him as the advocate, as the strengthener and the standby, the one that stands by your side when it looked like nobody else is around. No, he's there. But he wants you to have a relationship with him. Listen to me. 
when we know Him in all these different aspects, when I know Him and I'm confident of those things, and those things are being developed in me all the time, I don't need anything from anybody else. Now watch this, watch. Oh, but I, th- I thought we need one another. We do. But see, when I'm not needy because I got Him in all those different ways, then I can be all that to somebody that doesn't have it. And you know what? The truth is this. When you're trying to be your own advocate, when you're trying to be your own helper, you're, you, you, you can't put out a real strong effort for, some other pe- for other people. And yet, that's what God created all of us to be. First and foremost, you are a minister of reconciliation. Reconciling people back to God. And man, when, when I was going over this, I started going over this a number of months ago. And, and ever since then, I've been asking the Father, again, talking to Him. Father, I, I want to know you as the strengthener. I want to know you in a greater way as my, the one that gives me strength when I'm weak. When I'm weak, if I know that he's the strengthener, then he becomes strong in the midst of my weakness. I mean, this is, this is a win-win. We can't lose when we have relationship with Him in these ways. Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. They can't welcome the Spirit of truth. Can't take to heart what the Spirit of truth says because it does not see Him or know and recognize Him. But you know and recognize Him for He lives with you constantly and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, comfortless, desolate, bereaved, forlorn, helpless. <laughs> I won't leave you that way because I'm all those other things. I'm the opposite of that. I am the comforter, the helper, right? I am the advocate. I'm the strengthener. I'm the one that stands by when no one else will. I'm him. I'm saying to you that in the days and the weeks ahead, as we talk about relationships from the Word of God, you are going to turn into a new person just because of the Word, not because I'm going to preach it so well, but because of the anointing on this to change the way you see life. We don't need to be angry people. Mm -mm. But I'm just telling you right now, you will never, you will never overcome in its entirety the hindrances that you have with natural relationships without the super. You'll never do it just naturally. The reason Jesus could deal with every ugly, difficult relationship is because he was supernatural. He was superhuman. And that's what God created you and I to be. 
superhuman beings that can deal with anything and everything and not let circumstances and people and situations get the best of us. We don't have to be mad. Hmm? Unless God will get even. No. <laughs> but we don't have to be mad. And, and, and we don't have to get even because when we're doing the truth, when we do the truth, the truth always wins. You know, I'm not, when I'm saying not being mad and, you know, we're not having that attitude of getting even with people and so we just kind of back off and just let people do what, no, 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 I didn't say that at all. No. Uh-uh. Did you ever see Jesus back off? He never backed off or backed away from any confrontation or situation that arose. But he always spoke the truth, and he was never mad. He was never mad. He was only at times angry, but he didn't sin because he was perfect. He did everything perfectly. He never missed it, not even one time. So that you and I could be empowered by his example and if we will have relationship with the Spirit of Truth, the Spirit of Truth is constantly revealing to us things that have happened beforehand and how to apply those things to today. You know the Spirit of Truth is revealing things to you. If you're developing relationship with God through the Holy Spirit, He's reveal, revealing things to you that happened in Jesus' day and revealing things to you that Jesus said and Jesus did in the earth, He's revealing those things to you. At times, you don't even know where it came from, but you got it. If you don't talk to God, if you don't talk to Him just in regular English, like, Father, I love you. Lord, I, I just want you to know I love you today. If you don't talk to him like that, I really encourage you to start doing it. You're in a situation, and you know normally you would overreact in a situation. Something stirs you up. You know, you're on the telephone talking to a telemarketer. And you get worked up. Or maybe it's somebody, the IRS is after you, you know, or whatever. It's tax season. Well, it's kind of the end of tax season. <laughs> and the IRS is after you, and they're on the phone. And you're wanting to get worked up, and normally you'd get worked up. What would happen if you told the IRS agent, they can put you on hold for, uh, I need to put you on hold for 15 to 17 minutes? Okay. Hmm. Thank you. You just say, uh, can I put you on hold just for a minute? Father, I'm, I'm worked up. I can feel the heat coming down up my neck. It's touched my hair and it's curling. And I'm mad, I'm upset, I'm frustrated. I'm, I'm just giving you an example of things that happen. And what would happen if you got on hold and you said, Father, I, I just need to know what to do. I thank you for showing me right now what to do. If you pray in other tongues, you start praying in the Spirit for a couple of minutes, you know. It's only been three and a half minutes by the time you get back on. 
Thank you for holding. Now, what were you saying? You've been able to cool off. You asked the Father. He'll, he said in the Word, He'd give you the words in the moment when you needed them. I can't tell you how many times that happened to me. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm meaning, I'm meaning in my life maybe a hundred times or more that's happened to me because I've talked to him. I shut my emotions down. I shut my flesh down. I listened to him, and he gave me the things to say. And because I didn't open the door to the enemy by getting mad, doors shut to the enemy, and now the Holy Spirit is able to do his work. And you know what he does? He makes sure that you have favor with men because of the Father. But you get mad and you shut it all down. Favor goes right out the door. You know why? Because you're trying to be your advocate. And you're a horrible advocate for you. But he's, a, he's the best. Hmm? I'll say it again. You're a horrible advocate. You're a horrible helper. But he's the best. But you're doing when he's helping you and he's your advocate, it can be, it, it will be superhuman. He created you to be superhuman. And this is what it takes. It's, it's, it's not rocket science to figure it out. Did you hear me? It just takes being consistent with developing your relationship and your intimacy with him. If you will do that regularly, there's no end to the good things that can happen. And when you come out of a situation where normally you would have been worked up and you didn't get worked up, man, the tendency is to pat yourself on the back. Man, I did it. No, you didn't. And over time, you realize, why would I pat myself on the back? I wouldn't have done that. But I got it from him, and man, when, he, when I get it from him and do it his way, man, it always works. Like, it always works that way. You know how often it works that way? Every single time. So, all of that... I want to read these last three verses to you, passages to you. I want to read these. These are after Jesus left. These are all in the book of Acts. And what are we talking about? Relationship. With who? The Holy Spirit. Acts 8.29. Then the Spirit said to Philip, What's that? Relationship. Go near and overtake this chariot. In the natural, how's he going to overtake a chariot? But he had relationship with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit said, do it. That means he can, and he did it. If he didn't have a connection with him, Holy Spirit could have said that. He would, they, when you don't have relationship with him, you don't know him, you don't see him, you don't understand him because you don't know him. 
You can be born again, baptized in the Holy Ghost, but if you don't do anything with it, you don't know Him and aware of Him and know how to pay attention to Him and know His voice and understand how He operates and how He thinks about things. You won't know it. Acts 10 and 19. While Peter thought about the vision, there's a whole other stories, but I just picked these out of these out of these passages. While Peter thought about uh, Acts 10:19, while Peter thought about the vision, the spirit said to him, "Behold, three men are seeking you." And we know that the ministry to the Gentiles started as a result of Peter having a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Amazing what can happen. I mean, I mean, super nat- Remember, when I talk about the natural, trying to figure it out in the natural, we're superhumans. We've gone from natural to supernatural, from human to superhuman. Acts 16 and verse 6. Now, when they had gone through Pergia and the region of Galatia, They were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. And so they didn't. So the Holy Spirit forbade them, forbid them from preaching the word in Asia because they had relationship with the Holy Ghost. And he said, that's not the Father's plan. Today, in your and my life, Jesus wants us living our lives like He lived His life on the earth. Not for yourself, but for the will of the Father. I'm going to say it again. Jesus wants you and I not living for ourselves, but living for the will of the Father. Jesus, the head of the church, made that statement at least three times other accounts of it, so it seems like there's more, but at least three times he made that statement. I don't do the things that I want to do. I do what the Father wants. I want the will of the Father. He said, Holy Spirit forbid them to preach the word in Asia, and they came to Mysia, and they tried to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. This is after the day of Pentecost. This is after Jesus ascended to the right hand of the Father, representing you and I. So if it could work for those disciples, people say, well, you know, people try to, you know, um, discount what I'm talking about right here when you just talk about Jesus. But the same thing that happened in Jesus' ministry was happening in the ministry of Jesus in the earth after he left. Because of what he said, what we've read that he said. Right? The works that I did, you'll do, and even greater works because I've gone to the Father. How is that developed? By daily taking our natural lives and allowing the super to cause our natural lives to be supernatural. We're not going to get out of 
until you leave planet earth, you will operate in life until you leave here in the natural realm. But we don't have to be natural realm people that are trying to be our own advocate, our own helper, right? Our own standby, our own intercessor. We're trying to do it all on our, on our own. No, we don't have to be those people. We, we can be people that yield to the person of the Holy Spirit, learn how to hear from Him because we talk to Him. We talk to the Father through the Spirit because the Spirit gives us not only the things to say and to ask, but He gives us the answers through the Word. Can you say amen? Romans 8, 16, and I'll end with this. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And He shows us this through relationship. He reveals to us these things through relationship. So He bears witness. He shows us what He's trying to do is get you on His page. He wants us, He wants, the Holy Spirit wants me and Him on the same page. He wants He and you on the same page. But He wants you on His page. Not us trying to get Him over on our page. He won't do it. You have to be willing to yield to Him. And it has to happen every day throughout the day. And one of the great ways that that has, that it's happened in my own personal life and it's changed my life is me just learning to talk to Him. If I'm too busy to talk to Him, it never works out. But if I back off from situations that I face, whatever I have to do, whatever I have to do, I mean, why would you not want to allow the creator of the universe, the head of the church, the Holy Spirit himself that knows everything about everything, why would you not want him involved in whatever you're doing on a day-to-day basis? I'm just telling you I do, and I do more today than I ever have before. I want him in, in, in the middle of that, and, and how, that's, how I have learned to develop that is by just talking to him, just asking him questions. I tell you, he really likes to hear from you and I that we love him. Lord, I love you. I just, I just, I just love you. He really likes to hear that. You do good doing that from today on. Just start with that. Well, well you know, what's that going to do? If, you don't, if you've never done it, how are you going to know? <laughs> you know what it's done for me? It's made me so aware of His presence. I, I, there, there's just times I'll be doing things during the day, and it's like, I feel like he's nudging me. I don't, I, it's not like I feel it in my flesh, but internally I feel a nudge from him. <laughs> he wants me to tell him that I love him. It's 
real. It's real. Yes, it is. It's real. It's really real. It's real. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.